to thing, man. This is a really good song. Right? Yeah. If you feel like, like, um, like on fire, man. <laughs> We are on fire. <laughs> Professor Irving. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Yeah. We have Professor Irving today. <laughs> Stop. You are Professor Irving. Professor Sabaleta, right? Yeah, Sabaleta. Yeah, Professor Sabaleta. God damn, man. See, I have fucking intellectual friends, man. I like <laughs> to know that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How's life, man? It's been good. It's been good. Uh, it's been busy. Um, yeah, so I was telling you before we... Well, first of all, hi, everyone. Really happy to be back. Um, Get really close to the microphone, sir, please. Um, I have really missed um, being here. Um, I listened to... Not a whole po podcast, but just a little bit of everything. And I know that some of them were like, oh, I wish I was here. And I seen the the um, the Instagram um, uh, live videos. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I wish I could be here. So I am glad that I'm finally here. And yeah, look, I look forward to sharing what's been going on in the last couple of weeks with me. And yeah, and, and hopefully like one day, I know we're, we don't have uh, Instagram live right now, but... Maybe one day we can take questions. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's going on? I see a lot of activity on Instagram, man. Yeah, so, <clears throat> let's see. Um, so, last week, uh, I went to the Creating Change Conference. Mm -hmm. um, it's an annual conference. It's the largest LGBTQ conference oh, um, okay. in the nation. Yeah. And I think it's worldwide, too, the largest one. And thousands and thousands i think it was like close to four thousand people um go to creating change um and had a great experience uh, i've been to creating change before this time was in washington dc um and two years ago was in chicago um i think that two years ago was a better experience for me because it was the first one and i didn't really know what to expect yeah And I, you know, once you have expectations and they don't quite meet your expectations and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but I still had a good experience. Don't get me wrong. It's like a, it was kind of a, like a big family reunion. Oh. I saw some friends that yeah. I met in Chicago. I met some newer friends. Um, so it was good. It was, um, it, it was good. I had a good experience. Um, we took three students um, to the conference and um, then we there was also staff member that, that went there with me yeah so there were five of us and it was it was a really great a great time um, you know it was a good time to be away from work from everything mm -hmm. from the responsibilities because I do not like to you know be I do like routine but I do not like to feel like monotone like I'm just not moving or um, like a chaotic routine Yeah, like like if I'm not um, learning uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or being challenged, then I don't feel productive. Oh. So so this so you know the conference just meeting new people, getting the latest information, um, really helped me. Um, yeah, and and I'm also like I feel like I'm a I'm in a I'm in a different place. Um, you now than you two feel years ago. you feel different today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, you feel like like. At the, uh, 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 when you when you came in, I was like, this dude feels like. Sometimes you feel kind of like heavy, like dark, like like you're like you're uh -huh. going through some bad shit or something. Uh -huh. You know, you can you kind of project that out. Yeah. You're very um, how do you say that when you? I'm expressive. Yeah, you're very yeah. expressive. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so sometimes like I can I, I kind of read your 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 body language and you look you know like. Like something's going on, you know, mm -hmm. like stressed out, I guess. Mm. And uh, and today when you came in, you you seem calm but not stressed, but just like serene, like mellow but like quiet, like mm -hmm. thoughtful and like um, I don't know, grown yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I definitely have felt like I have grown up, um, like or I have matured uh, intellectually and professionally. Yeah. Um, this past year, um, you know, it hasn't. It hasn't been like de la noche a la mañana. Um, you know, it's not like Ooh. I woke up like this. Yeah. But it has definitely been, um, you know, like I am. So, for instance, yeah. uh, give an example. So, uh, I told you earlier that we had a, f uh, a small family drama before I came in. Oh, my. And, and like, you know, I could be thinking about it. And that's my what my old self and 
and the self that I try to fight mm-hmm. and um, tends to do, just like thinking about it and worrying about it, or I can just let it go. Um, you know, there is there is very little I could do with it. So that's part of maturity. That's part of um, being in a different mindset. Know, yeah, different. Yeah, different stage of my life. Um, uh-huh. And so, you, do you think that comes with age? I think so. No, <laughs> um, but you know, now, like in terms of professionally, like you know, like for this conference, for instance, two uh-huh. years ago, I went there with thinking. I'm just going to go there to have fun. This year, this year, so two years later, I went thinking I'm going to go there to see what I can learn for my profession. So just like in two years, I noticed that change. And it's not, you know, like just been two years, it's not like five years, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and recently, so I want to share some really good news. Um, So I was in a, I'm in the board of directors for student action with farm workers or staff. And and I and I led. Um, so I was last year. I was the vice chair. So last year's chair couldn't be at the retreat um, last month. So I had to kind of like uh, facilitate it. And there was a role model that I look up to. Her name is Angelina Chaverria. She's the executive director of Over el Pueblo, which is one of the largest um, advocacy um, Latinx organization based in Raleigh, and she told me, I feel, you feel different, you feel like you have found your niche, where you are, yeah. um, and she kept looking at me throughout the day, so I was like, what is she looking at me, like, like you know, is my hair wrong, <laughs> <laughs> but like, so she saw that the change in me, because we came into the board six years ago, at the same time, and, and you know, I, I wanted to share the news that, so in that board, um, it's a great organization, by the way, um, and in that board, you have a, a term limit that you can be a board member. Uh-huh. The term limit is six years. And I'm, this is my sixth year. So this is my last year. Oh, cool. So I, since I started the board, I said, well, I wanted to be the chair of the board. Uh-huh. So this year, I'm like, I really don't have a lot of time, but I really I don't want to have any regrets. I don't want to have the, oh, you know, you should have done it or what if. So... Um, so I did it. I said I wanted to be the chair. They elected me. So now you're talking to the chair of a very well-known uh, in the nonprofit world yeah. um, organization. So oh, I'm shit. See? Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm very, <laughs> Congratulations, very happy. dude. Thank you. I'm very happy. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, there is definitely the, um, you know, it's. I'm not quite there. So I do not want to, okay, you all, I do not want to, like, give the perspective that I have everything figured out because I'm not, I'm not quite there yet, but I feel like I definitely taken a step towards the right direction of letting my insecurities go, my fears go. And it's like I said, I'm not there, but it's, it's, it's a first good step. Um, you know, um, I think, and we were talking about this earlier before we started mm-hmm. how, um, you know, I've been reflecting a lot on on how my childhood uh, lived experience and trauma have affected who I, I am today. And there are some parts of me that I really love and there are some other parts, i.e. my insecurities, my fears that I do not like as much. And sometimes I am not patient when I'm not patient with myself. Like I want to change, like you know, like I know that in a theory base, but I want to change in the prat- the practical way, like mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to remember what Irvin, like you have, you have grown to be like like this, it, you know, always um, worrying, always um, doubting, um, um, you know, for thirty years. So it's so hard to retrain yourself to think differently. So Exactly. You have to unlearn. Mm-hmm. You have to learn a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the things that uh, bring you down, that um, are counterproductive in your growth in your life. And I feel like I'm I'm beginning. I'm not quite there again. I want to highlight, stress that, but I'm beginning to 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 learn the difference. You know. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's in a nutshell where I've been last month or so but interesting man i'm yeah. glad 
Yeah, I saw that you got interview for um, TV. Right. Yes. Yes. I'm really excited. Um, what, how? What happened? So, um, one of the things that I do on my job is I advise the students who put together the Soyun Leader or I'm a Leader Conference, which is a uh, a one day conference for Latinx and international students. Um, it's a high um, higher ed. Uh, it's a college prep and a motivational conference. For Latinx and international students, again, mm -hmm. and um, so we have had the conference for 11 years, and we receive a small grant from the Community Foundation of Greater Greensboro. So they reach out to me and be like, "Hey, we, you know, we have been featuring a lot of the a lot of our partners, and we thought that Southern Leader will be a great um, a great event to be featured. Uh, would you like to be interviewed, and we can pass on your information to Fots Eight." And and I said, yeah, that think you know, I let me check with the students first, who the coordinators, because mm -hmm. I don't run the conference. I just advise them and make sure that I that I support them along the process. Mm -hmm. And um and they said they they agree. And I and I didn't want to be just interview myself. I wanted to make sure that they were also part of this process um, again because they should get the credit. Mm -hmm. And yes, it was a beautiful day. Um, um you know I. I gave that interview. The sentiment on Fox Eight is gonna come on February fourteenth. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. So I never had a Valentine, so this is really a great Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you should put your 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 um that clip on on, on Tinder. <laughs> 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 what I got for Valentine? What I got for Valentine? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So They're exciting, man. Mm -hmm. That is very very exciting. So what what were they asking about? So they so they wanted to so you know Jasmine so Jasmine yeah, yeah. which is a very dear friend of mine if she's listening Jasmine te aprecio te quiero muchísimo y te admiro uh, Jasmine and I co-founded the Seven Leader Conference mm -hmm. so we were, uh, I was just talking about uh, how it started why it started and how it has developed throughout the years um, and what it is now. And then the students talked about their perspective and mm -hmm. how how much they have also grown and take from this conference. You know, yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot of work. You know, on we get more than on average two hundred and fifty students and like seventy parents come. Mm. Um, so it's it's a lot of work that that uh, that gets put in into the conference. So so they you know they they asked me about. Um, why the conference was needed um i wanted to make sure that i highlight that the highlighted that this conference is part of the puzzle but it's not the only uh piece in the puzzle to solve the the greater issue which is access to higher education for first generation particularly latinx and international st um, students yeah, yeah. Um, who face a lot of barriers because um you know on top of um you know first generation students face a whole just set of barriers but in, then if you add to those language access cultural barriers financial barriers and sometimes documentation status barriers yeah, yeah. then it just like you know it adds like four yeah. different layers right there so i um so I, t I i i talked about that and i talked about my my passion towards um at sisters higher education mm. very interesting yeah seems like you've been busy i have that's awesome yeah. so what's your insecurities you have overcome and what do you think you have overcome those insecurities now well i don't think i have overcome those well you like starting to like i guess know yeah. yourself a little better mm -hmm. um so last year uh, my past my previous supervisor she left to get a, a different job told me that she noticed that i'm a person that really likes to learn but not a person that likes to lead as much mm. like I, I like to like get like a bunch of information and um but you know like like kind of like kind of like in a student mode if you mm, will yeah yeah and and I've been realizing that um, although I have led some stuff, um, I don't always like to be at front, like at the front yeah. of a project or, or whatever. Um, and part of it, you know, I think it has to do with my doubts of um, mm -hmm. of how to be uh, an effective leader, 
my doubts of like you're too young and you have a lot of experience my doubts on um you two people person mm -hmm. um so i think that i um so that that's something that i'm that i'm working on the other um aspect is just embracing myself um as as i as i am because i'm a person that worries a lot mm -hmm. uh, i worry a lot i um and i overanalyze things and sometimes you know that can be bad but even that like i have to embrace that's that's who i am i gotta work on it i gotta unpack unlearn all of this and but i that's who i am in, mm -hmm. and i have to embrace it like my uh even my my tender size so what I do you mean my tender size meaning like the stuff that i you know that i have to work on okay gotcha. um but so i think there is a lot of a lot of power a lot of um yeah th there is a lot of um power to to embracing yourself and um all of yourself and who you are mm. like so how do you wh what do you think what do you think was the the the, uh, the point in your life when you like just somehow just kind of like saw things a little more clear about you and you were like oh that's what i meant to do do you, do you have like a like aha uh -huh moment i feel like um because this is very fast dude because last time i saw you, you we were still like like i don't know different look feeling and now that you came you so you seem more relaxed and You know, like I feel like that that transition from from being, I guess, not knowing what you want to to do, or not not now now what do you want to do? But you, you like I feel like you haven't hadn't found your niche yet, mm -hmm. and you seem like not you didn't seem lost, but you seem like out of place, mm -hmm. and now you're like, okay, I'm good. See, and that's funny because I still feel like not in place. Yeah. And I think um, the, like, I still feel a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit of stress. But a friend of mine, like, I used a coworker, um, shout out to Will from Self Help uh, Career Union. He used to say that a little stress is fine. It's, it's good, actually. It will keep you going. And <laughs> so. I don't like that. <laughs> so I, you know, like, I think about that when, like, in my, when you are changing when you are growing there's a there's a certain level of um uncomfortability um and but that's because you're comfortable being where you are no no no, no. like like when you are when you're changing when you're in the process of changing you feel uncomfortable yes because you you are comfortable like with the, the aspect of your life they used to be they used to like who you used to be like let's say from from a transition from something let's say that you move from here to another another state right mm -hmm. you in in a way gonna be adjusting and being uncomfortable because you were used to living in your house in this place and and being around people you know and so you were in your little bubble like whatever that little bubble is and whatever how big that bubble is it could be your whole town you know and then you move to a place but you are outside of literally outside of your bubble So you feel afraid, you feel confused, you feel like like you don't trust people because you don't know people, mm -hmm. and so you obviously gonna be somehow like on the lookout for any kind of like like threat, threat or or danger, you know, and um, and that that threat or danger could be anything, you know, it could be like competition at work, it could be you know um competition for 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 um mates, you know, competition for um anything you know for a place in society mm -hmm. and so because over here in in the circle that you might be used to in our hypothetical scenario <laughs> um you are somebody you know you could say mm -hmm. i'm i'm irving i have built this this um this model of myself to present to the public mm -hmm. and, and i feel like i'm somebody here you know but if you move to a place where you're unknown then you're you're nobody you like mm -hmm. oh shit then that's that's like a, like a hard process mm -hmm. but i feel like that's the same thing it happens when in a micro level in your mind when you like moving from one stage of your life to another mm -hmm. you are uncomfortable you're like like stressed out and like and like 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 cranky and like snappy 
because mm-hmm. you are you could you feel out of place because just you're like oh shit i don't i don't you know this is better you know this is good for you and you're ready to let your or your old shell behind your cocoon behind and so but at the same time you having this internal fight to say but i i, I know that person i know how to like handle that person mm-hmm. like i don't know what to expect if i change i don't know how i'm gonna handle myself anymore you know mm-hmm. and so that's when the process of relearning re- you know i feel like kicks in and um sometimes i feel like like that's a, um, a, a good thing and I, I, I think that like i feel like a lot of people should embrace instead of shying away from it and like accepting that things are not like permanent not even your 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 frame of mind that you have you know mm-hmm. like the frame of mind you have right now could possibly change in a few moments in a few years you know and probably you're gonna keep evolving as a person you know i was i always see i'm always thinking like i'm always analyzing yeah. <laughs> and um you know like i also don't want to give the perception that again that that i have fully embraced myself and that i fully know what i want and you know like you know there has been times where like still recently like being in me in meetings at work and i like i want and there's the the vice president sitting on the table and i want to say something smart but i can't find that smart like comment Mm -hmm. to make you know and like i wish i could I could be more spontaneous, more more outgoing, more there. Because you know, when in groups, I tend to step back. Like I'm not the person that that is going to uh, get most of the times the attention. Like right now, I feel very comfortable because it's like one on one. You know, like if there was a group of like five people, I tend to like step back. And then, then when and we were like having like a, a big group, you were very comfortable with two girls and um, yeah. And with Trayvon and more and I then. think it was because of the because they were the fact that they were girls. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel know? more at home with girls? Well, um, I feel like I'm not as judge with girls. Oh, see, that's that's something that see dude, I don't pay attention to that because in my mind, that is not part of the factor. Mm-hmm. That you're gay. That's like not even part of my well, conscious attention. You know what I mean? Well, I But like I feel like a lot of guys and unfortunately they we in a way sometimes feel uncomfortable just being around a gay guy why is that i don't fucking know i don't homophobia i think but yeah dude but they, they, they're just cultural you know i feel like it's a little bit cultural and uh homophobia th- is cultural. yeah obviously but like but see you you know man like we we know people and i'm sure you, you know not naming people but we, i'm sure you know who it is that they really like you as a person you know and they're nice to you and yeah. and, and, and but but you know in a way they still feel uncomfortable around you mm-hmm. but they, but it's not because it's not because they um they don't like you because they do like you but just i don't know dude i i feel like sometimes these like some guys are so dumb dude like so stupid that they think that just because somebody's gay, they're gonna immediately start hitting on the guy, you know? Yeah. And that's ridiculous. You're not that fucking cute. <laughs> especially, especially in the Latinx community. In the Latinx culture, if you, you know, in generalized speaking, like if you are gay, that means that you wanna hit on all the guys. <laughs> yeah. And, that and, not and that's true. not true, you know? You know, but you see, man, in my mind, that doesn't click, you know? I don't care what you are. I really don't mind you, you know? Mm. And, and, and like, but I also think, dude, that that you should also not care and not mind other people, you know, and just be yourself around whoever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, if somebody is having a problem with that shit, well, tough shit, you know. It's a fucking free country. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, and that's part of, uh, that's um, that's something that I have to work on. Um, you know, like, like, you know, when I was a child, um, like, I only, I think I remember, like, in elementary school, I only had, like, one guy friend. And I wasn't really good friends with girls either. Mm. But I had like two or three or maybe four girls. So it was like w- three or four girl friends and then one one guy friend. Um, but, you know, it's something that in particular with the uh, Latinx community, something that I, um, you know, I tend to um, 
and just but it's also in general like i tend to step back like i'm not uh i could be an extrovert when i have to but mm. not, that's not my comfortable story is being an introvert like kind of like stay stay um you know stand back and just listen but then what if you add these other factors um you know like it's it's even harder but i think that day i was also just feeling myself <laughs> you know and um and not giving um but I think you're a natural yeah. leader, man. Huh? Yeah, I think you're a natural leader because um, even though you're not trying to be in charge of things, I see that you end up being in charge of things sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. You just, like, happen to mm -hmm. be there and mm -hmm. appear to be there and, like, oh, shit, I guess I'm doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not because you look for it. They say that the best leaders are those who don't crave power, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and the worst leaders are those who crave power. You know, I'll be honest. I think I crave like twenty percent of the powers. I crave a little bit of the power. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're very, you're very, you're very limited, self-conscious of like. Cause I am very self-conscious of, um, yes, of that. You know, yeah. there there is a um, a story that I uh, I read that that kind of goes with what we were saying a minute ago about um. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying a minute ago? That I don't crave power? No, before 20%? that. 20%? No, before that. Um, that, I don't know, that I'm a, uh, I tend to be an introvert? Yeah, you don't, you don't, that you don't um, put yourself out there. Yeah, you know? oh, unless I have to, like, you know, unless I have to, then I can, I can play the extrovert role, but I feel more comfortable being, like like an quiet and mm -hmm. back in the back but yeah man i forgot about the fucking story but <laughs> it was a story that was like, oh that kind of goes with that some some story some fable that uh kind of relates to that it was kind of well I forgot <laughs> 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 oh even well that's amazing dude um i think that um <sighs> the problem is man that People don't seem to to understand that that fucking the world is moving forward, and we remain in these ideologies that like really outdated, man. They like, really are outdated. You know, they don't they don't go with anything. I mean, they they they're like, I mean, and 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 we create taboos and and we create you know phobias from from things that are completely natural, dude. That just people have stigmatized for whatever fucking reason, you know? Mm -hmm. And um I feel like we need to like um talking about taboos, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Okay. Age. We were talking about bef before we we began uh, our session, um you all uh, we're talking about age. Um uh, we're both the same uh, age. Yeah, we are. We're both thirty one. You have to um, say it. No. <laughs> 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 we're only like two months apart. Yeah, <laughs> I'm from August. You're from October. October. You're from August. I'm older than you. Two months. Yeah. Yeah. And but I think both of us look younger than thirty-one. Yeah, we're fucking beautiful, bro. <laughs> um, obviously, Pelusa doesn't have a pr uh, an issue with uh with self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. You know, I I have also been thinking about that uh, and about age, because uh, I you know recently like bought like some creams for my, um, ¿cómo se llama? The eyes, oh, the bag, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they, you know, they can be noticeable um, on my. What do you get that shit, man? Huh? No sleep. Well, it's I don't know if it is bio biological because I feel like I get at least seven hours of of sleep. Yeah. At but least. do you get like really REM sleep, like really deep sleep, or I don't know. I don't or know you wake up often? No, I don't wake up often. Maybe once, but yeah, not, that's not, me. not you know, not not a whole lot. I think I get enough sleep, uh, enough rest. But uh, I think I have always had my, like those bags. But anyway, so I recently bought this like uh, cream for it, um, and so I've been like more conscious about <gasps> las arrugas, the wrinkles, um, but. Um, yeah, uh, it's funny. Funny story. When I was at the conference, I was hanging out with some friends that I met at the conference, mm. um, and then someone said their like some age came about, and they were like mostly 
26, 27, 28. And I said, oh, I'm the oldest. I'm 31. And they're like, oh, I thought. And then someone said, I thought you were our age. So I was like, okay, you know. Uh, it felt good. But, um, you know, recently, I've so I've been w- a little bit of worry about aging and, like, looking at people who are, who are like, 40 and 50s. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be like that. Uh, but then I'm also, like, been thinking about, like, you know, like, oh, like, like, the stigmas that society puts in terms of like you know like getting a house or uh. being married or have a family or um all of these things all of these pressures from society or like you know maybe a, a uh, even a better job or, or things like that um like who who i am and who i want to be um and how i want to age um so yeah um so all of those stats have have come to me in the last in the last couple months. Um, yeah, it's funny because those thoughts have also come to me, man. Like the thoughts about like aging, and like actually, like you said, finding like a niche, you know, mm-hmm. finding your, your place in, in I guess society, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about like, you know, sometimes I think that society is just like fucking, uh, fucking uh, trap, you know, mm-hmm. to fucking, you know typical hippie mentality about society you know <laughs> google it you know it's very common um so and but now i've been thinking to like well yeah it's, it's we all know that shit is all stupid and bullshit and like it's just like like um you are like <sighs> how do you say domesticating people to to a certain um more values or to a certain like lifestyle you know mm-hmm. like you know like you say having a house having a home being married having kids uh having a, a, a good job having a um you know the, the all those things are are projections of like the image that society has thrown at us to mm-hmm. say this is success this yeah. is this is what all it's about there's some this that's the american life but it's not dude that's not that's not necessarily success that i you know what i've been thinking i think that's the symbol of success but what success is i don't feel like it could be i mean if you are a person who like values money like a lot you know obviously you're gonna value success and the amount of money that you have you know like you say or have a certain like amount of money in the bank i'm successful you know mm-hmm. or you could b- value like success and like saying i have opened a few businesses you know i'm successful therefore i have money you know mm-hmm. or i have uh whatever you know but i feel like su- success could be also in like a personal level like said you love to paint right mm-hmm. but you are you practice painting on the side and you do things like that like you know whatever you know mm-hmm. just do like kill time i guess to this like my hobby that that like takes some stress away from me you know mm-hmm. we all have some something like that right and um and they said that you're really good and so but you've been you've been indoctrinated and and bombarded with these ideas of what success is what uh a good life is all your fucking life you know through your 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 school teacher mm-hmm. your peer your parents tv movies music i don't know music but like you know that shit you know mm-hmm. and so you grow up saying shit yes i'm gonna do that and, and you grow up old and, and you don't feel any any different than then when you started doing anything like that you know you're still unhappy you're still like uh stressed out you're still mm-hmm. like 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 um in a way like criticizing yourself and like punishing yourself by saying why did i do what i really like to do you know why did i do what i really but why do you follow my passions? Don't we all say that sometimes? Mm-hmm. Why did I follow my passions? You know, I should have followed my passions. You know, I I, I say that. Mm. I'm like, why are fucking? Why did I stop? Why did I stop music? Why did I? Why did I stop? Uh, uh, like learning to produce music. Mm-hmm. Why did I stop that? I was mm-hmm. good at it. I was getting. I was learning. I was getting good at it, mm-hmm. and I stopped it. Because mm. I was like, ah, there's no no future there. I need mm-hmm. to do. I need to work. You know, I need to make some money. I need to save money. You know, I need to mm-hmm. do this. It, why did I do that, dude? You know, and, and, and I ask myself, why do I do that? 
why did I follow my passion? I still can't go, you know, but I'm, I'm not that old. But, like, like, imagine people who, who realize that when they're fucking 60, mm-hmm. 70. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think... And I think that society um, doesn't really place the value of really um, experimenting and and just living. Um, so, like experiences um, and trying different things. Um, I think the society does put a value on where the money is and what can produce money, but and not so much on art or not so much of like I don't know, like farming or. You know, those are not things, or like like you say, creating music. Those are not the things that, when you hear those careers or professions, you don't hear of a successful person unless they're really famous. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And um, and perhaps um, you know, it's like really our value system is an ed- our education system. Um, I and I think we we have to fight that. You know, we have to really combat that in ways that make us feel good like you know like i do this job because i like it um i'm not i'm you know i don't get paid that much but i really enjoy it yeah like i go i at the end of the day i want to come back to work sure um and and that's something that i and i never feel like a plateau you know there's always something new always something learning Mm. um i do feel comfortable but not plateau. Um, and, and I think that we have to find what's our niche, what's our, where we thrive the most, but where we also challenge. And, and sometimes it might not be what society wants. You know, I think I'm lucky because, you know, like I do get some name recognition, mm-hmm. you know, and I do feel like I have created all of my 17 years here in this country, um, some some kind of reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't, you know, like, and I'm, I'm lucky, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that other people who are not being recognized uh, are are as worthy of being recognized or, or, or who are not being successful at all. I think that... Um, we definitely put the value. Um, sometimes we don't put the value where it needs to be given. Um, I think that you actually bring like a different, different perspective, different way of living. And I think you challenge that, like whether you, whether you, um, whether you accept it or not, you you challenge the the lifestyle of um, of a person of a Latinx person. Um, and which is good, you know, I think that we also tend to be harsh on ourselves, right? Like I, I tend to do that, right? Like, I'm like, what am I doing with myself? Like, I don't have enough money <laughs> saved. Like I don't have a car, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like I don't uh, have, uh, my car is like 250,000 miles. Like yeah. I don't have a house, like, you know, but then like, we also forget about the things that we do, right? Because society puts the pressure on accomplishment accomplishments you mm. know um short term things achievements yeah but like we if we were to really um put let our inner light shine um to everything that we have accomplished everything that we are um we could you know that light could be very very bright you know and and I think that we we forget to do that. And I and I'm again I'm not saying that I do that enough. Um, I but you do in a little in a, in a way. And uh, very little, very little. But you you enjoy your job, you know. That's that's I what I, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what I'm saying. That doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter if it's anything, you know. Like, but the thing is that we think that our job is the thing we do to get a paycheck. And we, we put a lot of importance in, in that, you know, job, quote-unquote, you know. And, yes, obviously, that's your main source of income, you know, mm-hmm. something that you do because maybe, like you like you said, maybe my passion doesn't give me enough money to actually do anything you mm-hmm. with it, you know. And um, and I have to have this other job to, like, pay bills and, and, and mm-hmm. live my life, you know. And I guess participate in society enough to not be 
put him in jail because you know we're not paying taxes you know or for mm-hmm. like now you know that's the thing they they put in jail for but participate enough to be a member of society i guess in a way but when i when i think of of of, of success i think of like you i think of like jasmine you know i think of people like um i think of the guy who came the barber um mm-hmm. barber blast mm-hmm. um uh, I think of him as a successful person, you know, because they're actually following something that yeah, they really do enjoy doing. Like, they, they see that as an art. Mm-hmm. And you're expressing your art through your job. And you're getting money through your art, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like when you find that, it's very beautiful, man, because not everybody has the opportunity to actually, like, like make a life through their art and through their expression of themselves, you know, mm-hmm. as, they, as they are as a person. And, and to... A, a Cooperate and elaborate into a better way to understand people and like to guide young people to oh I um how do you say it a, <sighs> a easier path mm-hmm. than what you had you know and and I feel like that's very important dude and and I feel like you guys don't get enough recognition for your job you know or what they what you do for the uh latin community you know and like the young latin community and the um and oh you know all the shit that you do man that i think is cool <laughs> well i think um and i want to i want to make a call for for those who might be listening today um do you like what you do you know are you excited about going to work in the morning or during the day or at night, whatever you do, um, do you feel that you're being challenged, or do you feel that you're plateau and that you're not growing? Yeah. Um, I think that I- it's hard to kind of challenge like the society expectation, but do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever is going to to make you want to come back to work, um, and you know, and sometimes it might not be what your parents like or what your neighbors think is worthy of a good job. But if you know, like, there is so many, so much potential in our people, so much things that we can do uh, if we just let our, if you know, if you, if we just want collectively um, fight for social justice and collectively let ourselves free. I don't think that we know what freedom really uh, really feels like in terms of, um, you know, many, and I'm talking about people of color, queer people, um, Latinx people, which are people of color. Um, I don't really, you know, we... Um, we experience a lot of injustice that sometimes we don't know. We're used to uh, feeling some kind of uh, oppression or some kind of um, self-doubt. And so I want you to imagine who you are. I want you to think of yourself as a new piece of art. And whatever that piece of art might be, others might not see meaning into it. But as long as you see meaning into your life, into what you do, as long as you follow your passion, I think that's that's what what matters the 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 most. Um, and it's not going to be easy, you know. Like I'm not saying that. Oh, you know, once you follow your passion or your dreams, you're going to have a wonderful life. But I think it's long term is the healthiest thing to do. Um, long term, when you find your inner balance, inner peace. Uh, will you will feel that you have actually contributed contributed something, and so do what makes you happy, do what drives you, um, even even when that thing might seem impossible for 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 some people, or my or what other people might not even um, make a meaning out of it or make um, make sense of, of of what you do. Do not try to justify um, your actions. As long as it makes you happy and it doesn't hurt anyone else, um, follow that, you know. And um, and I think that's something that 
we have to rem uh, be reminded of ourselves you know like uh, i think that the biggest things i talked a little bit about that when i talk about staff but what is it that you can do now so that you later kind of have no regrets like what is it what does it mean to live a life without without regrets um you know meaning that we might fall and like i said before we might not always feel like uh, we're always up there you know there is going to be some challenging times there is going to be some times where where you where we might not feel the best but i think that once you find the inner peace the things that drives you it will long term help you live your life fully mm. and meaningful very cool man very awesome you're a good speaker man can i can i ask you a question shoot okay there's a thing that um that i see a lot and um i feel like it's a it's a, a danger that maybe um people should when they notice warn about all the people in traps or falling for your to identify yourself with your pain and your in your drama and your struggle i i know that sometimes i think that is we get some feel a good feel from 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 anger from from um whatever you know your 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 your, your life story is and i know that a lot of people have like shitty life stories and we all gone through some things in our life that have uh, in a way um imprint so deep into our psyche that we develop a personality that we think we are and sometimes we don't even know who we are but we think we are this thing because we identify with whoever happened to me in my childhood or 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 the victim I'm the, I'm the victim i i um i suffer a lot and now i'm the victim and you you grow with the idea of the victim your whole life mm -hmm. and it might give you some 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 fuel to like anger some you know mm -hmm. like that and you might achieve a lot of things but in your head you will always be the victim mm. and i feel like that is going to stop anybody from actually mm -hmm. growing in their head you know um so something that uh, you know when you talk about that it reminded me of um so i think it's very healthy um it reminded me when um something that a therapist said to me once um and so i want to insert a footnote before i continue with the story I think it's healthy for people to see a therapist on a regular basis. Uh, something, um, you know, professional that can give you a, a different perspective or, or put your life into perspective. Um, and sometimes it, it takes a while for you to, to find the, the right one. But a couple of years ago, I was going through a very, what I would say in my adulthood life, a pretty rough um, situation um and that was like into 2011 um so seven years and a half ago and <coughs> and i was telling my therapist at that time that it reminded that the situation that i was going through i felt bully um like in between the lines bully um like people were not saying to me but like i could sense it I could sense it and like hear it like talked about this random person but like I felt that it was about me <laughs> and and then I told I told my therapist that that it reminded me on when I was little and you know and guys would like you know will whistle on me um whenever like I whenever I like walk to the store and there were like guys hanging out oh they were like it, yeah, because exactly. you were you were like feminine. Well, I guess because <laughs> I was more feminine than 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 them. Yeah, yeah, than yeah. Them, um, or they will like make fun of me, or you know something along those lines. And I feel like really powerless. Mm. You know, I feel like I didn't, I couldn't really defend myself. And she says something that really stuck with me, and that was like, Irvin, that was the nine-year-old version of yourself. Mm. 
the back then I was 20 something <laughs> the 20 something version of yourself can actually defend yourself mm-hmm. like you can actually confront that person in a way that you're gonna let that person know not to bully you yeah, yeah. and then I was like oh my gosh I haven't really done that like I haven't really confront a bully <coughs> you know and especially now that it was in a bully situation where it was like in between the lines not like you know Straight up, not nice, not, not straight up like back then. <coughs> no pun intended. <laughs> so it was, it was very hard. But when I did it, although like the problem got worse back then, it I and I eventually had to quit that circle, that job. I um, I found I felt horrible for having to quit. But then she put it into perspective and saying, "This is probably one of the first times you actually had." You confronted that person, mm. and that person couldn't do it, couldn't do anything to you. The person had to find a collective of people to do the same thing that he was doing. Mm. And for me, that was really powerful, and I didn't really could, I couldn't really understand it back then. But mm. those words really um, stick with me. You know, that was the nine, ten-year-old version of yourself. The twenty-something version of yourself back then. Now the thirty-one version of myself. What can this version do? You mm. know, and how can this version version act differently? And and it really like it. It was a very very hard. Like I was very, um, you know, I have uh, some anxiety issues, but I was really depressed. I have mild depression. I was even uh, paranoid. I want, you know. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was a really, really bad situation. It was fucking, fucking you up psychologically. Yes, absolutely. Um and, um, yeah, and even uh, I was taking some medication for um for that that made me gain weight, and I and then like after even I stopped that immediately because I was gaining weight. Mm-hmm. I like I continued to gain weight <laughs> like um <laughs> later on um so but now mm. you know I mean I you're, stru- you're, you're struggling with the weight <laughs> uh-huh. um but so now that's something so that's something that that I want folks to rem- to to remember the lesson that that my therapist said is what can the whatever version of yourself is today do differently now than five years ago than ten years ago um and do not um do not punish yourself as much for the things that happened to you like i couldn't really control those guys whistling at me mm-hmm. um you know they thought that they probably you know they could really prove a point that they were not gay back then or something by whistling at me mm-hmm. um i couldn't really control the environment that really maybe they really like you let them maybe I mean, I was a cute, cute boy. There you go. Um, <laughs> I couldn't really control the whole environment. Yeah. But I, what I could could have controlled is how I reacted. Yes. Yeah. And um. And how to fight back about um, you know, in terms of now how how do I fight back uh, against um homophobia, transphobia um um in my oh so that's why like actually like mold you into be what you are right now those those Part moments so you see man okay there's a there's a chinese story it's uh-huh. called the chinese are farmer. you gonna remember the story now yes <laughs> it's a chinese farmer <coughs> so this guy had a horse right mm-hmm. it was a farmer and the fucking horse ran away into the wild you know and everybody in, in the village would tell the uh, the farmer Oh, that's too bad, right? And the farmer will be like, maybe. And like weeks later, the the horse came back with seven more um uh wild horses with them to mm-hmm. the farmer. And then the the village the people of the village said, "Oh, that's great, right?" And the farmer was like, maybe. And um, and then his son broke his leg trying to tame one of the wild horses. And and broke broke his leg, and people in the village were like, "Oh, that's too bad, right?" And he was like, "Maybe." And then, like weeks later, or a week later, um, the the military came to town to draft people for for the military, mm-hmm. and his son di- wasn't taken because he um, uh, got his leg his leg was broken, 
And everybody was like, oh, that's very good, right? And he was like, maybe. And so it shows that that things that happen in your life, like to me, this kind of like reminded me, like we think as bad, we think as, as oh, this is very something really bad that happened to me mm -hmm. back then. But maybe, but maybe, maybe not. maybe not. Maybe that's what makes you be the person who you are right now mm -hmm. and actually seeing life as you see it right now. Mm -hmm. And these are the things that have molded you to be this this person. Mm -hmm. So to think about, oh man, I suffered so much when I was a kid. Instead of seeing it in the way in that way, maybe seeing it as as a learned experience. And to instead of saying, oh, that was very bad, right? You could just say, oh, maybe. I don't know. Like instead of moving, instead of being the victim, mm -hmm. be the observer, and 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 learn from those experiences, and, and and try to trace back, and that thanks to that, mm -hmm. you are what you are. Right. Thanks to that, I'm I really, um, you know, I'm a warrior, um, and I fight all injustices. Um, I think that. Um, okay. Something that. Um, you know something that I've been learning too from, like, cause I, cause I don't want people to, who have been listening this whole time. Thank you for listening, by the way, but I don't want people to think that I'm like all this like serious person who's like, you know, um, really serious and conscious and you know trying and want to be mature, or whatever. No, I I also like to have fun, and I also um, I've been thinking about like self care. You know, like mm. a healing ways and and getting to know my body and embracing it. And before I used to hate my body, now I feel like, okay, like this, you know, like let me fully embrace it and really fully love who I am, like I said mm. earlier. And and let me uh, also like take care of me, you know, True. like let me think of me, you know. It's very important. Um, and and I want so I want you all to think of of your needs. I think that. Um, you know, we have so many responsibilities in this life. Like, we have to take care of, like, whatever job responsibilities we have. We have to take care of, like, for those of you that have children or those of you who, who take care of people who are caregivers, like, you know, like myself. Uh, like, we have to um, really be fully present for them. But, like, we also have to be fully present for ourselves and what give us the strength, the... the um, what fools your energy so like for me is dancing i don't almost get mm -hmm. to dance but i you know during the conference he's a really good dancer by the way oh, thank you um i need to learn from you ah thank you uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like during the the creating change conference there was a lot of like socials and i went to the latinx social mm -hmm. fiesta and it was a great party with music i danced I really ha felt great um, dancing. And you drink? Um, maybe two. Two drinks. You're drinking right now? Yes. Cheers. Cheers, sir. <laughs> Have some wine? Yes, a delicious wine. Um, so it, I think it's really hard for me to let go of things. Yeah. You know, and, I, and like I, so my mantra has been lately, embrace embrace who you are embrace yourself even my anxiety when it kicks in yeah um let it go <laughs> sometimes and sometimes i like I, I it's funny because sometimes i don't need to let go of anything i still say let it go <laughs> they got anxiety they right. let go of the anxiety yeah. at the moment but just like let it let it go let it let it uh flow um let your and there's so much power when you let go of things of um of the different things that life has to teach you. And I think that that's so, I think that's one, that's what I, so that's what I want to leave people with. Cause I gotta go. Yeah. Um, I want to let people with the idea of trying to find who you are, what fools you, what really drives you. And then as you do that, pay attention to how you respond to these different things, to the uncertainty, to the uncomfortability, to the downs, to the ups. Get to know yourself in a deeper level. Find an intimate relationship with who you are. 
physically, mentally, spirit, spiritually, financially, all the nine dimensions of wellness. And then once you do that, you'll be a richer person that perhaps not everyone might be able to see. But as long as you see the difference, you see the change in who you are, that's what matters. Thank you. That was very good. Thank you, sir. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone. Ciao.